Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Crackin' One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey there, I'm Mr. Black. And I'm Mr. Green. And we're a couple of guys who met in a comic book store. Together we host the Pint O' Comics podcast, where we invite listeners to join us to talk about movies, TV, comics, music, or just whatever. Starting very soon, we'll be joining up with the fine folks at Forgotten Entertainment for a special limited series called On the QT, where we talk Tarantino. Every week for 10 weeks, a guest will join us to chat about every Quentin Tarantino movie from Reservoir Dogs to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So join us starting in May 2021. On the QT is available wherever you download your podcasts and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ooh, that's a bingo. Before we get started, we'd like to bring you a message from yet another DC animated podcast. Yet another DC animated podcast of Forgotten Entertainment is celebrating the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. In honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Wonder Woman's embodiment of strength, resilience, and courage, yet another DC animated podcast is fundraising in support of Safe Horizons work empowering survivors through their healing. Make a gift to honor a mission that ties to the values that Wonder Woman has had since 1941. Join us as we stand in solidarity with domestic violence survivors. Be a champion. See the link in our show notes to donate today. And hello there. And welcome, Nerdy Knights of the Well-Rounded Table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. And I have to do, I have to say I love Wonder Woman. So please check mm-hmm. this out. It's a really cool thing that we're doing this fundraiser for. Amazing. Just something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Please donate if you are able to. And I am Colleen McMillan, Rebel Scum collaborator and Jedi Master. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. And yeah, guys, if you are able to, please make a donation to that cause today. Um, Wonder Woman, I mean, little tough look, tough look for her during uh, Injustice that just came out, but she came around mm. in the end. <laughs> <laughs> But it is a very, very great cause. So we really do encourage anyone who is able to, to please make a donation. Mm-hmm. And no matter what ranks we carry, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn. We still have. We have a lot to learn today. A little bit about nature, maybe. This season on Bohemian Geek Studies, we're taking our detailed dorky dive into Star Wars Rebels. Today, we're diving into season four, episodes five and six, The Occupation and Flight of the Defender. Mm. We have done our best to scramble our signature, and we will be avoiding spoilers for the rest of Season 4, but general spoiler warning for anything else in Star Wars canon, and definitely an adult content warning for the younglings. Stuff was about to go down. Woo! Almost did. (laughs) (laughs) But without further ado, let's hop on board the ghost, or maybe maybe we'll just get into Ryder's Ewing or the Broken Mm -hmm. Horn. I don't know. We got to get through that blockade. We got to get through that blockade. (laughs) And we will explore our holocrons of knowledge. Colleen, let's punch it and open up that first holocron. Absolutely. We're heading into our first holocron, the Journal of the Wills. This is the holocron where we go over our plot, episode synopsis, and summary for this week. We start with the occupation. It opens with the ghost approaching Yavin 4. We're back on Yavin 4. 
Ezra is jerked awake from a nap that looks like he really needs by a force vision about Lothal. Caden tells him that it's just his anxiety, you know, about his homeworld, but Ezra is not having it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He knows it means that something is wrong and is frustrated that Lothal doesn't even come up in briefings anymore. Rough, rough look for the rebellion right now. Yeah. Upon landing, the crew is summoned to see Mon Mothma, who informs them of a new intelligence regarding a test on Lothal of a new iteration of the TIE Defender. Hmm. While the planet is locked down tight, she's seeking volunteers to go and gather intel. Oh, As oh now, that it, now that it's useful to you, we can go and help with all. Great. Yeah, exactly. This is fine. Ezra and the whole crew sign on immediately, even knowing that there's little chance they'll be able to be extracted by the Alliance. Which, yay, thanks, Mom Mothma, for letting us know that you won't be able to rescue us. I mean, it is nice that she was upfront about that. That's true. At least she has transparency when it comes to <laughs> When it comes to non-action, she's just like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, we're not coming. <laughs> the ghost meets up with Visago. <laughs> Visago's back on board the Broken Horn. Callus is not too happy about working with the criminal, but Ezra says that Hondo, <laughs> Hondo told him that Visago has legitimate business on Lothal, which would give him access codes to the planet. <laughs> Absolutely. We're believing Hondo. We're believing Visago. This is We're believing fine. Hondo about Visago. Even better. And there was also <laughs> a Lando name drop. So every single freaking criminal that we have met has been name dropped now. Noah's Morgan. <laughs> as Morgan was not yeah, involved. That's true. Noah's Morgan. He's like, I don't even he's yeah, as Morgan's some weird offshoot. He's like not even a smuggler. He's like a buyer. He he's yeah. As Morgan, just goodbye. I hope we never see you again. The crew has agreed to give Visago several puffer pigs. They're back in exchange for getting them through the blockade. The rebels leave for the broken horde with Rex and Callus on board. Callus <laughs> disagree about who Hera left in charge, but pretty nice of Callus to be like, yeah, that's fair. He gets into the co-pilot's chair and lets Rex. Yeah. I mean, sure, Callus has defended, has commanded like Star Destroyers, but I mean, Rex has commanded battalions too. Like, let's not. He was yeah, never Rex. the captain of a of a Republic cruiser, but he was in control of a lot of things. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of his strategy was used during the Clone Wars. So, come on, Callus, yeah. let's give Rex some kudos here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Visago does get them through the blockade, but he somehow manages to attack attract a, a Tie escort, and mm -hmm. they get boarded for inspection. So everyone's kind of panicking. Ezra gets up to put on his quote-unquote useful face to scare the puffer pigs into expanding and bouncing all over the place, causing this big distraction um, that lets the rebels get off the ship unnoticed. Unfortunately, Visago does end up in handcuffs, but Kanan and Ezra are both kind of like, eh, it's Visago. He'll, he'll talk his way out of it. I yeah. mean, we all know he will. Once they're uh, going through the city, Ezra and Sabine head to Old Joe's to make contact with Ryder and the local rebel cell. However, Old Joe's not there. The place is now under the management of Baron Valen Ruder at mm. Dick from like season mm. one. Yeah, um, because day. Joe was caught trying to help some rebels and was therefore executed for treason. So raise one up for Joe. I'm so sorry, Joe. You deserve so much better. Mm. When Ezra and Sabine get cornered by some troopers, uh, a bar patron kind of swoops in and saves their tails. And oh my gosh, it is Jai Kel 
Ezra's old academy buddy that he helped way, way back. (laughs) Way back. Meanwhile, Hera and Kanan are walking the deserted streets, looking around. They duck down an alley to avoid some troopers and almost have a nice little intimate moment before Zeb comes in, telling them he's found some speeders, but they're all impounded. Zeb. Back at Joe's, Jai tries to call for a pickup, but Ezra knows the specters are going to have it covered. Like, don't worry. Well, a couple of explosions later, and (laughs) everyone is forced to flee on foot to avoid some tanks and death troopers running in after them. Yeah. Oh, great. This is fine. Jai gets them to a sewer tunnel entrance because, of course, around Lothal, we have to get down in the sewers, saying that Joe made him aware of the network before he was executed. They all flee, but the Imperials send in probe droids and troopers after them. Fighting and fleeing all at once, they eventually see one of Sabine's starbirds painted on the wall, pointing the way to an exit, hopefully. Unfortunately, the troopers follow it and have the rebels pinned down pretty quickly. Looking up, our rebels see the exit with the little phoenix symbol, yay, and Ezra lowers the ladder. Sabine is having trouble, though, opening the hatch because, Thanks, you know, Ezra, Ezra shot. Like, Ezra it slashed it. He slashed it to get the ladder to come down. But luckily, Ryder is outside. He lets them in, or out, I should say, and helps them escape. Ezra thanks him for help, and Ryder asks, you know, about the coming reinforcements. The ones that they like, promised, like, a while, while ago. Yeah, to come and take care of the TIE Defender threat, you know? Ezra's like, it's just us. Just like normal, it's just us. Yeah, it's just us. But they've done more with less in the past. Very well put, Ezra. Ryder wonders whether they'll feel that way after witnessing the new Defender prototype. So that episode ends, and then we open right up with Flight of the Defender. Ezra, Sabine, Ryder, and Zev are observing this test facility landing landing platform where this Defender test is going to happen, along with a few very friendly Lothcats. And, you know, (laughs) Zev's annoyed, but Ezra's like, yo, they love me. (laughs) And Sabine gets off a quick, at least someone does. Oh, burn. Burn. Sibling burn. (laughs) Hera contacts them. She's up in Ezra's old tower, which I'm actually a little surprised that they're using, because, I mean, Thrawn found Callus there, and I'm amazed that it's not either been torn down or is not under surveillance. Right. Mm, but I guess Thrawn's busy. Yeah. She says, you know, Imperial fortifications and some and a lot of fuel is coming in and around the city and all the factories, indicating that mm-hmm. they are ready to ramp up production for these TIE defenders. Back at the test site, the observers see the new Defender in flight, and it looks formidable. Like, this is going to be a major, major problem for the Rebellion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ryder moves to leave with the with their observations and their their photos, their video, and Sabine's like, no, this isn't enough. Like, we need, we need more, and we can't let this chance pass us up for some real data. So she mm-hmm. comes up on the spot that they are going to sneak onto the base and steal the flight recorder from the ship right out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, go Sabine. Yes, yes, which makes sense. The plan is good. In hiding, Ezra and Sabine. Well, whether or not it's a good plan is is well, up for debate. <laughs> it is a plan. <laughs> it is a plan, plan and it is, is a necessary happening. plan. Whether or not it's a good plan. Yes. <laughs> that will remain to be seen very shortly. <laughs> 
a couple of loath cats beat them to distracting the guards adorably leading the troopers on a chase seriously if you shoot at cats you should be mauled by said cats and led on a merry chase <laughs> sabine gets into the fighter and is almost able to get the recorder but a new shuttle lands mm, with some guest stars thrawn and price amble on out mm, great sabine tells ezra that he needs to cause a distraction so she can get out he's about to but gets distracted himself by the appearance of a white loath wolf off in the distance a tie pilot spots him and ezra is forced to fight his way out shockingly still managing to cause a distraction you yeah know, that sabine needs to get away thrawn price and scarus order their troopers to catch the young jedi and secure the fighter unable to get out of the defender though sabine's like you know next best thing might as well steal it she manages to take off and ever after a couple passes picks up ezra like get your ass on board jump you use the yeah, force jump, jump. <laughs> and they escape thrawn notes that scare should give chase with some fighters as this could serve as a good combat test you know yeah before price activates the prototype skill switch yeah he's just creepy here yes we'll very very second, smooth but, and calculating so sabine notes she takes notice that the ship is not only very agile it's got the shields that we know the defenders have it has a hyperdrive and an aft computer which mm. means that they actually could use it to get on an awful thaw if they can deactivate it to transponder and tracking beacon yep ezra manages to take out the pursuing ties just as sabine deactivates the beacon but also notices at that exact instant that just like when they were trying to get wedge out of out of the uh, flight academy <laughs> mm -hmm. it's got a kill switch mm. and price hits it so of course they crash yeah ezra's flying of course they crash yeah <laughs> before they are actually discovered they the two of them managed to remove the hyperdrive from the craft it should be compatible with riders ewing mm -hmm. and guided by white lost cat Ezra's just like, yeah, I followed the lost cat. <laughs> they stow like, it in what? some rock. They store it, they store it in some rock formations. Mm -hmm. Uh then they are forced to just straight up run because they are about to be captured. But again, the white lost wolf appears right behind Sabine. She turns and just passes out instantly. Not sure if she was yeah. scared, if this is some like force stuff going on. I'm not really sure. Well, but, the wolf was like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> little hypnosis like mm -hmm. so ezra loads her and carries the mounts up on the wolf himself he carries the pair and the flight recorder back to the, the quote-unquote base basically riders ewing <laughs> yeah. yeah um that's base fine before it can leave ezra asks his new furry friend why it's helping them and the creature Good responds question. with just a single word doom before vanishing mm-hmm the others are kind of skeptical about the wolf and what it was doing, especially because Sabine doesn't remember it at all. She mm -hmm. just remembers turning around and then being back at the base. Canon mm -hmm. tells Ezra, though, he believes him. And the wolf's presence seems to indicate that all paths are coming together now. So they're going to have to see where they lead. End of episode. Ooh, very eerie ending to that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it just, the fade to white and <laughs> a very quiet end 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're used to like that kind of ba, ba, da, 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 da. yeah. Not this time. <laughs> nope. Just kind of a nice soft trail. All right, let's move into our second holocron, the Will of the Force, where we go through the theme or themes of these episodes. Colleen, start us off. Yeah, so this is pretty much going to be an ongoing theme for the rest of the season. So I'm just going to put it right here. We won't really go over it unless there's something really that really needs to be said. Basically, here comes nature versus industrialization, friends. (laughs) It's more of the wide theme, but these two episodes are really where it kicks off. Like when Ezra's like, holy shit, they've destroyed my planet. (laughs) And it's the whole, the creatures that he can connect with, the cats, the wolf versus the empire like the cat and the wolf growl at the approaching imperial ship so it's like nature is for real growling at the like industries like okay here we go we're gonna start with episode five our theme for that episode is the cost of not acting Mm -hmm. lothal is becoming a wasteland basically joe's been executed and ezra thinks this is all his fault because he wasn't there to help his people and we don't think this is true. We think that his this blame on himself is misplaced. And it's hard to gauge how much of a difference the rebels actually would have made if they'd stuck around because there weren't that many of them. They they couldn't get there yeah. when Thrawn attacked in season three. Like they just couldn't. And it's just really tough because the decision not to help did have real costs. If the planet is being ruined, basically. And poor Joe. Poor sweet uh, poor Joe. Poor sweet old Joe. God, He's old Joe. Fucking execute him for real. That was just mm, um, interesting connection there. It, not, it, it's not really an Easter egg, so it's not going in our later holocron. If you're interested um, in Star Wars Resistance, there is another bartender character, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see doesn't end the same way, but you can kind of see like probably the types of interactions that Joe was having with the Imperials play out more in real time as the First Order is kind of moving in. We don't leave the where the canteen is, so we actually see the, the locals and how they conflict with that invading presence and how yes. the tensions rise and rise and rise. Really quickly. And it would have been interesting to see what happened on Lothal instead of like only seeing it now. But there's only so much they can cover. Right. We can we can kind of guess what happened. And like Joe stuck around for a long time helping rebels. So he's he was doing his business and helping rebels for that long. He survived longer than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Which is still really sad. Oh, poor Joe. I know. We love you. For episode six, our theme is risk and reward. Sabine is right when she says that like they can't let this chance pass them by to get inside there and get data on this defender the rebellion is in trouble they need to take some bigger risks if they hope to win the war and thrawn is also willing to take a couple of risks trying to salvage the situation by getting information and running a combat test against his own prototype (laughs) this should be interesting let's see how this plays out formative and instructive yes (laughs) right yeah (laughs) all right and moving into our series theme Sabine puts it best. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. So the series has always been strong in the importance of family and home, and whether that's by blood or family by choice. And now Sabine's line here underlines how this is not only just like a meaning means of like feeling like you belong and how kind of important that is on a personal level. It's how those around you help lift you up and give and give hope. 
Ezra was kind of in a spiraling situation. He was starting to echo mm-hmm. Saw Guerrera's way of thinking about how this is already lost and how could yeah. we let this happen? Yeah. We should have acted not really thinking. And Sabine yeah. pulls him back from the brink. It's like fuck Saw. <laughs> and minutes, and just minutes later, he's ready to rebuild the Lothal Rebellion bit by bit, inch by inch, if he has to. Mm-hmm. The power of family. Yes. <laughs> so, so good. Okay. Next, we're going to head into our third holocron. This is the galaxy's populace. In this, we go over, you know, the characters, the relationships that are covered in today's episode. And we have quite a few things to cover today, but we're going to keep it a little short because there is like, there's a ton. There's returning faces. Holy crap. So many returning faces in these episodes. We have Ryder Azadi, like for someone who doesn't want, yeah, Flo's absolute favorite. She loves him, guys, and his infinity star. (laughs) For someone who didn't want anything to do with the rebellion when we first met him, our guy is really stepping up and Mm -hmm. becoming a leader. Like he seems to like know Lothal like the back of his hand and he swoops in to rescue them. Kind of knows what he's doing, is willing to keep going, even though he knows that reinforcements are not coming. Like, pretty pretty good for our dude. Yeah. Next, we have Visago. I love seeing Visago. <laughs> he is great. He could have sold them out so many times, and he never did. Nope. Which is pretty pretty wild, considering who he is and the information that he had about Kanan and Ezra being Jedi. He's still up to his old tricks, though. <laughs> he remains true to his character and is captured in the process of trying to make the money, basically. Yeah. It's nice to see him helping out the ghost crew, but I think Callus is also rightfully nervous about accepting his help. Yeah, but I mean, every every rebellion needs like characters like him. You yes, need those, you need uh, to have it. Yeah, you need the criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise it just won't work. Like the only reason they're able to get on the planet was because of Visago. So we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt this day. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Jai Kel. Yay! Ezra's friend from the Imperial Academy. We weren't sure if we'd ever see Jai again, but he's proved to be an adept member of the Lothal Rebel Cell, risking his life to protect Ezra and Sabine when they stumble into Joe's old cantina. Like, mm-hmm. he hops right in. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Great cover story. Smooth. Just a good operative. Totally. And good to have on their side. Yes. All right. Next character up, we have Ezra. So now that we're back on the hall, Ezra is taking center stage again. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this a second ago, just seeing how the shape that Lothal is in and what was sacrificed by that small rebellion, what mm-hmm. they've lost with the few resources that they do have. Yeah. He's starting to lose faith. Uh, but yeah. it doesn't take too long for Sabine to whip him back that positive attitude. And mm-hmm. he's still just devastated by what's happened to this planet. And Lothal, I mean, it looks... Yeah. Bad. It looks so. It was that hue. I mean, it was always like kind of the plains, so it wasn't like it wasn't like lush and green. Like it wasn't covered in trees, but it looks bad. Like it is dying. Mm -hmm. It looks. It's starting to look like Mandalore, which is not what you not what you want to look like at all. (laughs) If you were once a more beautiful plainsy Midwest planet, (laughs) like. 
oh, I do like how connected he is to the Loath Cats. I think that is hysterical. Oh, yeah. When they're swarming Oliver Zeb. And Ezra's like, I can't help it. Ezra's giving like them me. little belly rubs. Like, it's all good. Yes, he's like, they're my bows. I love these guys. <laughs> and it's, I don't even know if he's using the force in particular in these moments. I think that. No, I think that they're just connected to him. Just are automatically connected to him and especially on Lothal where he has an even deeper connection with the planet yeah they're just like coming right up to him it's so cute like good job Ezra <laughs> next we have Kaden and Hera we're gonna let Flo take this one because <laughs> we know that she'll be really excited about it I I love this part too just let them kiss already seriously <laughs> like we know they've been kissing before but we want to see it this would have been the first like on-screen kiss and we didn't get it. Frickin' Zeb. All right, we can move on. <laughs> All right. And then last up, we get a nice little showing from Thrawn today. And this dude is just unsettling. Like throughout his yeah. entire presence this episode, mm. he looks like he's curious, like he's yeah. studying, which yeah. he absolutely is. He's taking in information, processing mm -hmm. and things. But it's not that like cute childlike curiosity that you know Ted Lasso is talking about when he's talking about how people yeah. should be curious. It's that like psycho cur killer curiosity, like wondering where to where to cut with the knife next that just sets little you Hannibal. on edge. Yeah, little Lecter. Hannibal, little uh, little like you know teenager and teen teenager in the woods with some animals type. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, like that type of serial killer <laughs> curiosity, and it is creepy as fuck mm -hmm. super super creepy yeah. but everybody who's on lothal within the empire except for the two that chase after the loath cats seems to be pretty on their game like they're for the most part yeah yeah they're, runs a they're like a more a, yeah he runs a well-oiled machine and i think price also does like when she's on planet for the most part yeah she actually is a pretty good administrator which is shown in the novel Thrawn as well. Like she actually is pretty good at dealing with people. Mm -hmm. So Lothal's Imperials seem to be a little bit more on the ball <laughs> than many of the others. Yes. All right, with that, let's move into our fourth holocron, binding the galaxy together. This is where we go over our homages, Easter eggs, connections, callbacks throughout these episodes. Mm -hmm. Colleen, start us off with those cute little critters. <laughs> They're so cute. I cannot. Visago mentions that Lando was able to make a fortune with the puffer pigs from his last appearance. Maybe this is how he bought his way into Cloud City. It's Could possible. Be. His connection with the mining guild. He's got all these puffer pigs. He's got flush with cash. At like, least it uh, got him into the Sabak game that he probably won his way yeah. on with. Yeah, no kidding. Freaking Sabak every damn time with that guy. Also some fun humor from Seb about <laughs> scaring the poor things. He's like, I guess my face just does it. <laughs> yeah, a little yep. scary. Yep. Next up, we have Rex's line about faces. Mm -hmm. At least yours is unique. This uh, this clone humor from Rex, is it is a funny line. It does also remind us... Yeah. You know, we haven't seen Rex's buddies in a while, so it reminds mm -hmm. us, yes, Rex is in fact a clone. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of a nice homage. I thought it was a nice homage back to how much effort went into during the Clone Wars TV show to make the absolutely identical clones very distinct from each other. Yes. That mm -hmm. even though they were identical, they were actually all very unique. Mm -hmm. 
It's one of the best lessons that we get out of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Watch the Clone Wars, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're doing Rebels, we're going to push Clone Wars. Uh, next, more sad, we have Old Joe's Pit Stop Cantina is now run by Imperial pilot Baron Von Ruder, who you might remember all the way back in season one. Sadly, Joe is no longer with us, executed for trying to help the rebels. He's still helpful to his friends, though. His knowledge of the tunnels under Lothal is what helps the rebels escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And F you, Baron. I didn't even know it was back here. Well, then, why are you owning a bar? Why are you here? Me? Yeah, why are you here? Then why are you came? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, Janos. All right. Next up, when Jai rescues Sabine and Ezra at the bar, he does call Ezra Oleg, which mm-hmm. is the name that he actually met Ezra under while he was undercover at the Academy. Yes. Good callback, Jai. We love you. Then we have Sabine's Firebird symbol. This is one of my most favorite Star Wars symbols, <laughs> foreshadowing it being a symbol for the larger rebellion. This sigil has been adopted as a secret way for the Lothal rebels to communicate directions in those underground tunnels. Dun, dun, dun. Very, very cool. <laughs> Next up, we have Marita Sumar, the wife of Ezra's old family friend, Morad Sumar, can be seen co-piloting writers U-Wing and being pretty handy with the rocket launcher. Get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that she hung around after her husband died, but I mean, revenge against the empire for killing your husband is one of the best reasons to join the rebellion (laughs) and become militarized. Good job, rebellion. Good job, empire, for turning people into rebels. Absolutely. Next, we have Lothcats, several of these critters, (laughs) including our white Lothcat boy, who like Ezra very much, keep the rebels company during their stakeout. It's a little Matrix slash Alice in Wonderland connection here. Like White Lothcat, White Rabbit. Yeah. Are we going to start hearing some Jefferson Airplane playing <laughs> in the background? Who knows? All the White Lothcat. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to be late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except Lothwolves make their first official appearance. And we've seen mm-hmm. them in like cave painting type stuff before. But yes. guys, Dave Filoni loves wolves. So yeah. we mm-hmm. won't say too much about these guys here, but they do complete Ezra's Lothal poem, Lothrat, Lothcat, Lothwolf run, pick a path and all is done. Check out our, was it four part <laughs> series on Ezra Pritchard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to learn more about that. <laughs> yes, that poem will become important. Remember that poem. <laughs> Next we have... Some people have this question, like every time they watch this episode, why doesn't Ezra just carry the hyperdrive with the force? Like it's he, him and Sabine are like dragging it across the damn desert. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he just use the force? Good question. This is because using the force like that is very tiring and having to levitate the hyperdrive all the way back to camp would exhaust him too much. It just would not work. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be able to carry it a little way, but he's not Yoda. And even Yoda would get tired when he was trying to levitate shit. Would he though? Well, he pretended like he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, so ending now, the, the white lothful says one word to Ezra, doom. And if you have been watching these episodes, if you've been watching the series with subtitles, or if you, I think if you've heard, if you've listened very 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 carefully from the beginning you might realize the significance of that word but no spoilers 
no spoilers, pay attention. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have a one slight continuity error. I mean, it could be that they just renamed themselves, but for right now, Ezra refers to himself as Phoenix Six instead of Spectre Six <laughs> at one point, which is understandable. I mean, Phoenix is the call sign for their squadron. So maybe that's why it's there instead of him saying Spectre, but since they're back in their team, it makes you think they should be saying Spectre, but that's just a very small thing. <laughs> very, very small continuity thing. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move into our next Holocron, take a quick ad break to hear from this week's sponsors. Do you need a freelancer to help with your website? Either a designer, maybe you need someone to help write some expert articles or blog posts, or a presentation designer to help you with a big work project. Look no further than the number one freelance marketplace at Fiverr. You can find designers, programmers, and more within seconds, some for as low as just $5 a gig. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with pressing projects. Just post your gig or search for some freelancers and you're off. Don't deal with the hassle of finding freelancers by yourself. Let Fiverr help you. See the link in our show notes to get started. Please note that Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr. We may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click the link. These commissions help support the growth of BGS, and we appreciate your continued support. Okay, everyone, we are now ready to move into our fifth holocron, the newbie from Naboo. Snap, 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 snap. This is Flo's first time watching Rebels, her first time seeing a loath wolf, folks. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Magical, so magical. We've tasked her with watching the episodes, giving us her takes and her questions. So let's find out what our ambassador for Naboo thought about today's episodes. Hi, it's me. It's Flo. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Wasn't sure I'd make it here because of teacher burnout, but here I am. Yeah, she looks great, folks. If you're not watching on YouTube, Flo's skin is like very glimmery and pretty. <laughs> she she looks like she just met Kanan down a back alley. Oh my. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let me just start off with I wish. I wish I was meeting Kanan in that back alley for real. Okay, so let's get into it. We start off episode five, the occupation, and we're on Yavin 4, which is like ridiculously cool like how (laughs) awesome that we're there we're still also like while I was watching this I was kind of like wondering if Yavin 4 was like modeled after like Guatemala because it looked a lot like Tikal Mm -hmm. where I've been a couple times it's just like the pyramids there like look a lot like that it was just really cool so anyways I love Yavin 4 good job Yavin 4 (laughs) we get a lot of suffering talk at the beginning of this episode yeah And it reminded me a lot of Yoda's discussion of like how pain leads to suffering and blah, blah, blah. And eventually like all of this leads to the dark side. And I was like, this feels foreboding. So I was getting nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Also a bit of like a darker color palette they're going with in these episodes. Like it felt darker. They do feel darker. And I wonder if like the pace too, like, I feel like the pace felt darker and I don't know how the pace can feel darker, but it just did. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. draggy, but like still yeah. like moving forward, but like trying to hold back and you're like, why are we holding back? And also randomly yeah. like quiet. Like the conversations yes. are very, very mm-hmm. subdued. Yeah. And even characters who like usually have a lot of sass, like we see a lot of Sabine in these, like even she's kind of like measured and like, 
Mm-hmm. Thinking about things. Well, we'll talk about her hair later. Her, but hair, her hair looks yeah. amazing. Is is more subdued, but still looks great. Um, this might be my favorite Sabine hair, actually. Like it looks so good. She looks amazing. Very fall. Um, Ezra, though, this is my note. Ezra looking rough underline. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he has not slept like in weeks. He's clearly like very, very, very worried about Lethal. He's pissed mm-hmm. off that they keep like not mentioning it in briefs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like, what the fuck is happening with Lethal? And like the last time I've seen Ezra like this strung out was when he was having his little forced chats with Maul. Mm-hmm. So very stressful here. Okay. Then they mentioned Ryder and my, <laughs> I'll show you my note, but it says <laughs> Ryder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like one of Flo's favorites. Interested in Ryder, like fuck Ryder. I'm he pisses me off. Him and his stupid like infinity scarf. I'm just like get the fuck off my screen. <laughs> but anyways, but anyways, there's Ryder. So he's here. Okay, so then they decide they're gonna go on Lothal. It's kind of like a suicide mission at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there to stay. Quote. Kind of a one-way trip. Yeah, it feels very like this is it, guys. We're going to go and we're going to like take our own lives to save Lethal. Ezra really takes charge, though. Ezra, like these are huge Ezra episodes. I was all Mm. about it. He is like really just like oozing confidence and like Mm -hmm. leadership skills. Mm. I was here for it. Okay, my next note says, oh, God, I'm going to read it verbatim. Oh God, Vizago is back and Ezra is trusting Hondo. <laughs> yes! This episode, more than any, I think, previously, was the epitome of you guys saying everything in Rebels comes back. Yes. <laughs> it was like, let's just shove everything from season one into an episode. We'll have like a Lando man mansion and yeah. we'll have the puffer pigs and we'll have Vizago and we'll have Lothal. It's just like, okay, calm down over there, people. Um, so yeah, so we get the puffer pigs mm-hmm. that are apparently very scared of Zeb's face. Poor Zeb. Zeb was like, and I wrote this later, but like Zeb was in a mood these episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Like he was not happy. And again, we haven't seen a lot of Zeb lately. And so I'm kind of annoyed that like all the recent Zeb stuff has been like very grumbly, like old man Zeb. Yeah. So like it's regressing. Yeah, totally. I mean, plus like he's got callous with him at this point. Like y'all should just be like fucking in the hangers and stuff. Like maybe they're fighting. Oh yeah. That's maybe Zeb, Zeb didn't want to leave him on board the ghost with just Rex, you know? That's true. That's Rex true. <laughs> A little bit of jealousy there. You're totally right, Anders. Um, okay, so then we get, actually, we get Rex and Callus. They're in the cockpit of the ghost, and Callus assumes that he's going to be in charge, and Rex is like, nah, Hera was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And um, also Rex talking to Zeb, like, when Zeb was super bitter, he says, at least your face is unique. And it's like, that was, that was some good, some good clone there. I, I liked it a lot. I just wrote property brother Callus. <laughs> yep. He's really stepped into that role. <laughs> he he really does just look like he is about to take his family, like his wife and his two kids, like they're going to go pick apples and then like drink some cider. 
like that's what he looks like it's like he needs to look a little edgier I think they just like need to darken his color palette again I don't know Mm. why he's wearing so much cream it's like it's way too much cream I can't so anyways he's rebel callus now he's softer like okay then put him in some like camo green or something like give him a little something that's not fucking beige I feel like the beige is washing him out and like I can't anyways I can't. he seems like he'd be like prime candidate for a leather jacket but you can't yes, really do uh, that because that's too much Han Solo I don't care yeah he could he, he could do some he weathering would look up great in leather oh yes a million percent or like even like a like a dark wash denim could work for me but like this is just it's it's like I don't know. Sorry, Colleen, but it's like Midwestern dad vibes. I just like, I can't give him a flannel. Yeah. But it's like even worse. Cause he just like has a puffy vest. It's like, Oh God. Anyways. So we get that. Then they all put on hats. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> and I wrote, Ezra's got plenty of them. I mean, apparently I wrote, OMG, the hats. It's like the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it was horrifying. What Really bad that? Lothal hats. <laughs> Ezra has like a little house on the prairie bonnet going on. It was a straight up Ryder Azadi hat. Like he was, was channeling Ryder. horrible. Yeah. But like the worst, obviously, is Zeb, who looks like a cross between some sort of like orange squid hat and like an orange sperm. Like he just looks like a giant orange sperm. Does he not? Am I lying? Somebody tell me I'm lying right now. You're not lying. Okay, thank you. <laughs> These are terrible disguises. They're horrible. Like, whatever. Anyways, only Sabine like looks good in her disguise because it's just her hair. But like also it's Sabine not a very and good she disguise. Looks good in anything. It's true. Yeah. I mean, she really does. She we'll get to Sabine we'll say this. Hair looks hair looks pretty hot too. Yeah, hair, hair looks good. Hair does. Looks good. Like, I don't know. She was wearing some like stud earring things going on instead of like her usual, and she looks a badass. Okay, anyway, mm-hmm. um, ISB is coming. They get called. I was surprised at how good the Empire was doing. Honestly, in these two episodes, they like mm-hmm. scanned the ship. They saw there were more life forms. They called in reinforcements. Like they kind of did all the stuff they were supposed to do. And like, yes, I'm here for that. Like, good job doing your job. Mm-hmm. Seeing Lethal burned was really sad. Yeah. Yeah, and like terrible. hearing the emotion in Ezra's voice when he was talking about it was really sad. Mm-hmm. It was that was hard, especially because like that's where we've all started in Rebels. It's where Ezra started. It's where we met him. It's like this is a sad way for this planet to go. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. Um, the whole surreal walking through Lothal with all the like propaganda up and like the the blaring empire messages going Mm -hmm. it felt very like Hunger Gamesy obviously like any dystopian sort of novel situation the like biggest one that hits you is loyalty is obedience Mm -hmm. that was like that's intense shit that was like Handmaid's Tale Mm -hmm. that's wild Okay, so then they go into Old Joe's, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is going to be chill. Turns out Old Joe's dead. He's been executed. Yeah, tough, him. tough break for him. But also, like, the radio in there is playing the Imperial March, yeah. which is great. <laughs> Love that. Like the happy version. 
Like, it wasn't like it wasn't quite the happy version but it was definitely like they had added a little pizzazz to it but it was still pretty like minor key situation mm-hmm. um also like i just want to note like ezra and sabine out for a drink <laughs> little old datey mm-hmm. ezra's like let's just go get a drink and sabine's like all right don't mind if i do you know <laughs> so love that okay I know I should know who this guy is, but I have no idea who the fuck this Baron guy is. That's okay. He was in like one or two episodes. Yeah, maybe. way back in like season one. Way back okay. in season one. Okay, I wrote who the fuck in my notes. <laughs> but he looked, okay, so he looked good. His wardrobe should be calluses. Yeah. He looked real good. The hair looked good. Yeah. The outfit looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Um, Joe being executed, like I said, tough break. Okay. Then we get to the best part of this episode. (laughs) And honestly, maybe the best part of Rebels to date. Okay. I knew. I was like, Flo's going to want to talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So let's let's kick it off with like where we are, what we're looking like. Kanan and Hera are walking through this like city, right? Pretty like run down like it's clearly been through some shit Mm -hmm. Kanan is out here he's not wearing the like weird sleep mask he is like rocking some like oakley shades Mm -hmm. okay they're like he looks like kind of like baseball dad situation looking great Hera like we said before looking fire like she always does they duck between some like shipping containers or something I don't know what they're ducking between all of a sudden the temperature in this bitch goes up (laughs) like i don't know at least 120 right it's like arizona in the summer yeah the tension is palpable two best friends will they kiss i don't know maybe they will it was amazing okay i'm gonna read my notes verbatim for this it says oh my god kanan plus Hera tension then it says I wished I could see you, all caps, heart, heart. Okay, when Kaden said that, I nearly lost my mind and almost, I watched this in my classroom, like I was just telling you guys. Mm-hmm. I almost screamed, but then I was like, I can't because I'll disrupt the art class next to my room. But I swear I wanted to shriek. I wish I could see you. She takes off his glasses and says, you always could. I'm dead <laughs> like so cute. i was shook that was like oh good you know you guys will know that i'm not gonna say this lightly okay this is a very serious thing that i'm about to tell you but i think they may have overtaken anakin and padme in my book what? I <laughs> friends i know of the pod i am i am shook honestly like in this moment, I I was like, this is it. This is what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. This, this is it. Okay, yes. so then my notes say, OMG, almost kiss, double underline. I am dead, double underline. <laughs> I was pissed, pissed that, who was it who interrupted them? Zeb. Zeb. Fuck you, Zeb. Zeb, I, you should have died in that ice cave. <laughs> That's fucked up. And then I wrote, poor Kane and blue balled. So, 
Well, and he was like, this is the first time we've had to be alone together in a while. Yes. Like, so they've I... been alone before <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> come on. Here we go. More notes come, on our tally. Come on. They are a couple, just not. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Um, I, I felt bad for them. It's like, come on, give them this one fucking minute. Mm-hmm. But like, Literally. also like, just kiss. Like, just kiss guys. Like, yeah. it can wait for like one second. Just like to do a little makeout sesh and yeah. film it Zeb would be so like all right carry on <laughs> i mean right or zeb would be pissed because he's like well i'm fighting with callus so yeah <laughs> i'm jealous as well. <laughs> um so anyways that was the most amazing scene again it is a big deal that they're overtaking anakin and padme in my book that's huge guys it's- i mean yeah. this is like some wild shit that's happening right now <laughs> yeah it was it this was beautiful okay so then we have to move on, unfortunately, from that moment, although I would have stayed in it forever. Um, Jai Kel is back? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so remind me, is Jai Kel one of the ones that he, like, saved from the Academy? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the one with the sister, or it was? No. Okay, it was It was the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah's off doing other things at this point in the timeline. Okay, cool. So... Jaikel is back. He's got the Bieber haircut. Yes. <laughs> he's cool. Like, he's pretty good liar. Um, gets them out of the jam. Yeah. However, like, doesn't have, like, a ton of info. Like, kind of is just like, let's go. I don't know where, but let's go. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he does that. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Hera pulls up in the speeder, right? She's got the, she's got the crew behind her. And she's like, get in, hurry up, right? And all I could see, I was like, Anders is going to make this for me because Anders loves me. He is going to make me a meme where Hera is Regina George saying, get in, loser. We're going shopping. Okay, so that's on my list, Anders. Thank you. Do you want it in the Um, speeder or do you want it in the car? I want it in the car. Okay. But, But I want... You know, Karen is Kanan in the back, mm-hmm. and then Gretchen is Zeb. Okay, okay, so so I want that. Just get in make losers, that we're overthrowing the Empire. Right, exactly. Get in losers, we're overthrowing, or get in losers, like we're saving Lethal, or something like that. Something okay. along those lines. I'll work on um, this. Because that's all I could think about when I saw Hera driving <laughs> that. So then we end up in the sewers. Okay, and like this part dragged a little bit for me. It was a little bit long. It was a little bit dark. It was like a little mm. bit and there's a lot of probe droids i hate probe droids they freak me out so i was Mm -hmm. not into that zeb is super grouchy in this part he's like i don't like sewers neither do i zeb sorry about your life (laughs) we get the like sabine phoenix symbol going around and i i couldn't figure out like was it a trap or was it not this the paintings are not a trap because i don't think the empire really goes down there very much that's what it figured but like it was so like we're like we followed the markings they're like so did we and it led us here to this trap and i felt like it was very like unresolved and then the, if it, it was, was on the, the ceiling the painting i, on the I mean ceiling, yeah. i i got i got it but it was like i feel like they led me down like a false trail but then like never doubled back enough to be like no it was fine mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. it was weird and then of course we get Ryder again and fuck that guy um but I, I loved Ezra's little speech like this is how a rebellion starts small 
And that was, that was very mm -hmm. sweet. So I loved that. Yes. Good job, Ezra. Okay. That's the end of that episode. Moving on to the notebook because I watched the next one at home. Okay. <laughs> episode six, Flight of the Defender. Not a lot of notes in this one because it wasn't great. I didn't love it. So here we go. <laughs> this is a big like setup episode for sure. That's what I figured. Yeah. Like, I feel like this episode was less about the TIE fighters, obviously, because it crashed. So like, it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And more about some like Ezra wolf cat situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's Very what I much figured. so. Okay. Loth cats are adorable. Yes. I'm They're so cute. They're so um, cute. <laughs> they sell them in Batu. Um, they're adorable and one. I'm going to right. buy one. <gasps> oh yeah, I see him. Hi buddy. His name's Ezra. <laughs> of course. Adorable. Yes. What if you had named it like as Morgan or whatever his stupid name was? <laughs> Something so stupid. As Morgan can fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, okay. So the new TIE fighter, the elite, right? That's what it's called. The elite uh, yeah, the defender. Elite. Yeah. elite defender, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool looking. But it's also like, you're not really looking that far out of the box, Empire. Like, you added a wing. Okay. Like, well, sweet. it can do other things. Like, it's TIE fighters are very stripped down. Like, they yes, yeah, do not have, fast. they do not have shields. They do not have hyperdrives. They are made of yeah. very cheap materials. Hmm. Well, so, and the hyperdrive obviously is like the big deal right now because Sabine yeah. and Ezra end up stealing it so yeah. that they can like power up riders, piece of shit, ride. <laughs> okay, cool. Sabine is gutsy as fuck. She's like, this is not enough to just like take these pictures. We're getting in there. We're getting all of the data mm -hmm. from it. We're going to pass this along. Then she like kind of gets stuck in there, obviously ends up stealing the whole defender. Um and then ends up stealing the hyperdrive later. The cats attacking the stormtroopers and like clawing their fucking eyes out. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Loved it. So Amazing. <laughs> then, of course, who steps out? It's Thrawn. Yep. He freaks me out. Yes, I should. Yeah. should be very no, scared. Thrawn's there. <laughs> I love it. They're like fighting, 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 blaster, blaster, blaster. Ezra falls literally at Thrawn's feet and just says, hey. Thrawn's like, <gasps> this kid, I swear, he is so awkward. Yeah. I can't, but I love him. Super awkward. And Thrawn doesn't know what um, to do. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Thrawn was just like, what do I do? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then Sabine flies the tie. Later, Ezra flies the tie. Everybody's flying the tie. They both do a really kick-ass job, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. it was impressive. Mm -hmm. But I have to know, these two episodes are basically just like an extended Sabine-Ezra date. Yeah. Kind of, And yeah. I'm living for it. Mm -hmm. They get I, a lot like, of time together in this season. Well, and like, Ezra holding Sabine while she's sleeping... Like, we'll get to this, obviously, but, like, there was a lot going on there. Anyways, I was, I, I'm here for it. I ship it. I ship it hard. <laughs> uh, again, like I said earlier, the Empire is kind of crushing it in these two. These countermeasures are impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, the anti-theft yeah. system was good. Yeah. Thrawn they were able good. to shut it down. They were able to, like, 
I mean, Thrawn obviously was able to deduce like who was in it, which was impressive. Obviously, like, that's not Hera. She would have killed yeah. you all. <laughs> that's right. Which was great. And like, what a compliment to Hera. I loved it. Okay. Hera, speaking of her, saying we have to find them. Like, she's not about to like let her kids go off and like not be found. She gets the mm-hmm. mom award every single time. I'm concerned about Ezra trusting these cats so much. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> bro you cannot like put all of your faith in these cats but like i get it like he's got some sort of like connection with them through the force it seems although i wish i wish they would like swell the force theme a little bit more when he's doing these things because it's a little bit like he just stares at them and then he's like let's go there but it's like like obviously i get that it's like through the force but i wish they would make it a little bit clearer especially because this is for kids Mm -hmm. okay Kanan with the line of the episode Ezra and Sabine have each other they'll find their way home stop so cute cute. I feel like Kanan Kanan always hits us with a like home is where we are together kind of line Mm -hmm. and it's like it's so beautiful I not Jedi I love it yeah it's just it's really lovely and it like really makes me wish that Anakin had had a Kanan. Yes. And Qui-Gon. It me, if only he'd had Qui-Gon. I know. But it like really makes me upset at Obi-Wan in yes. a lot of ways. Yeah. Which is sad because like I do like Obi-Wan. Yes. I just don't he, he just wasn't the right person for Anakin. I feel like Kanan would have been such a good friend for Anakin to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah I wish they had had each other but at least Ezra has him. Yes. Okay, the Loth Wolf coming in. First of all, this guy's a creeper. He's like far away. All of a sudden, he's in Sabine's face, blowing his fucking gross-ass spit on her, and then she falls asleep. Mm -hmm. And he literally says sleep. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't... Okay. I don't know what that was, (laughs) but here we are. (laughs) Then, in a much more important moment, Ezra picks up Sabine like she weighs nothing. Like, Ezra, you have been hitting the gym, my dude. She's wearing her armor and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, bop, and pops her on this loath wolf. Yeah. And I was just like, that's hot. I love it. Go ride a wolf together, kids. Very, like, Daenerys, Jon Snow, dragons, wolves, like, the whole kit and caboodle, yeah. phoenixes, like, just have at it, kids. Um, they end up making it back to their friends, I guess, like at Ryder's fucking hovel, <laughs> like the yeah. Infinity Scar Factory, whatever. Um, and Kanan comes back with this like really cryptic line that he doesn't even know what it means. He's like, all paths are coming together. And I was just like, the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I don't know either. I just came out of my mouth. Oh, Weird. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. So, and the wolf is gone super fast. This wolf is like the shadows. Um, I assume we'll see the wolf again. It has not been seen in a hundred years, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it's coming out for Ezra. So here we are. That, those are my takes. I'd say um, out of 10, I would give the first, the first one. So episode five. I mean, just for the Kanan Harris scene, honestly, <laughs> even though it was a lot of like expository stuff, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. 
But honestly, like that alley carries the episode. Yeah. There's so much in that very short moment. It was the most sexual tension that I have seen. I mean, probably since the meadow in episode two. It's a lot of sexual tension. I mean, that was good. It's so good. So good. Um, for episode six, I don't know. It'd probably be like a six and a half. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it's a lot of set building in that uh, episode. Yeah, that's what for I sure. I'm not. Like, I'm not rattled cute about moments, it. Cute moments, but nothing like super. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Ezra and Sabina kissed, it would have gone way <laughs> up. Way up. It would have shot up. But you know, didn't happen. So, oh no. That's it. They were adorable, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were totally cute. Very, very good. All right. We're going to head into our sixth holocron, shall we? Yes, let's head right into it. Excellent. This is our conjecture at the cantina. This is where we ask our questions about the episode, explore some wider Star Wars lore together. I'll get us started with the good old chestnut Dave Filoni and crew. What you got to say about these episodes? So the TIE Defender has basically been perfected. In this episode, the crew of Rebels discussed how this new ship could turn the tide in the war. Due to its commanding speed and the addition of those shields and a hyperdrive, these ships could easily have defeated the Rebel fighters like the X-Wing. The A-Wing probably would have as much maneuverability as this ship. It's very fast, but Once Mm -hmm. this TIE Defender has a hyperdrive and shields, they're kind of fucked no matter what. The crew also mentioned that it's a testament to Thrawn's intelligence to do a program like this. Like he's thinking big picture for the war and for the galaxy, whereas the Emperor is like, but I want a big gun, you know? Like he wants to inspire fear. One big gun. One giant freaking laser gun. And he thought the ultimate weapon was a better call than Mm -hmm. funding the Defender program, which bad move my dude yeah some really oh, good yeah. stuff particularly uh, calling remind me here it's thrawn alliances mm-hmm. that has thrawn clashing with krennic um yes. over who's Woo! over whose project should get like this set of funding treason the tie defender yeah treason too treason. like they're in a fight over who gets funding the tie defender mm-hmm. program or the death star and vader is behind thrawn yeah really Mm-hmm. Wow, yes. love and that. Tarkin is, t- I mean, Tarkin's kind of backing both projects, but he hates Krennic and he yeah. likes Thrawn a little bit. So Tarkin is like hedging his bets on both. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tarkin's Vader, always, Tarkin's always hedging Thrawn. his bets on both. He is like, he is very much like positioning yeah. himself that no matter who wins, he can step in and take the credit. And whoever yes. loses, he can step in and give the punishment. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That that's alliances is when at the end Vader's like, I'll tell the Emperor that your project sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, that's a good get, Ron. That is get a good after one. It. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Defender is an interesting idea just because people have always talked about like, well, why did Palpatine go for this super weapon? It's like because he's a fucking egomaniacal dickwad who wants to control the entire galaxy via fear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it I worked. Guess, yes, it would have worked if there hadn't been a Luke Skywalker. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he had 
both were good ideas. I just was like, oh yeah, Thrawn's idea probably would have been the one that actually worked. Mm-hmm. Without that pesky Luke Skywalker. Yes. If it weren't for those meddling kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anders, right. how about you? I know you have a couple questions. I have a couple questions. There's not really that many kind of like lore expanding questions out of these episodes. Um, but I do, I mean, we touched on this earlier. Like, how do we feel about Sabine's new hair? For me, I kind of really like the bright blue from a mm-hmm. season or two ago. But the dark, mm-hmm. like, she's definitely making it work. <laughs> she looks great. I think like it makes her cheekbones pop. I think she looks amazing. I this is stuff. This is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I love I, it. Yeah. I think the cut is a little different too. So she looks a little older. Yeah, a little more mature. But she looks like purple. a little bit more ready for like some espionage. Yeah, yes. like, not going to stand out quite as much. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But still looks great. And she just like looks like very big city, like Manhattan-y. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like a woman of the world who like has her shit together. I'm here for it. And there's Ezra. <laughs> hey. And there's Ezra who just needs the poor guy just needs a nap. Yes. Yeah. He does call yes. out to himself. He does call out like, hey, I don't look like that anymore when he sees the poster. <laughs> and it's yeah, so season one and two. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> what should look like it for? And then my last one, just kind of an opinion question. Which one looks cooler, the Loth Cats or the Loth Wolves? We haven't seen the, the cats in a while, but they kind of feature heavier here. And then we get the wolf. I mean, if you're asking what I like better, I like the cats better. Who looks cooler? Like, obviously, this huge, like, dire wolf looking thing looks cooler, especially, like, the, like, markings on its face that mm-hmm. are, like, here-ish. Um I don't. I'm. I'm gonna go with the cats, though. I, I like the little cats. I just think the. I the love ca- the cats. The cats, like the one thing about the cats is that their mouths are so huge. Like they look like they just got like some Joker venom, <laughs> and they've got yeah, the giant they smile do. thing. <laughs> it looks like that creature from the Dark Crystal. The the thing that's mouth is like ah, <laughs> like oh, oh this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never remember what they're called, but they're super cute and fluffy until their mouth opens, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> Did you guys ever have that game where like you go fishing and there's all like the little fish and you like yes. spin it and like the, the thing has like the magnet? Okay, they yes. look like the fish when they're going like, ah, ah. Yes. They're so Anyways, cute. That game. I, I love the wolves though. Their look is so cool. The animators did say that it was more difficult to do the wolves because of their fur. Mm-hmm. And it took like a way longer time to figure out how to do the wolves because they look like an actual wolf whereas like the love cats don't look they look cat-ish but they're not like real cat cat and like a wampa could be a polar bear or a gorilla it's not like the actual animal but this wolf looks like a wolf yeah and they were worried that it would look bad and they're like we can't screw this up because dave filoni loves wolves (laughs) so we have to make it look good All right, guys, I think that is going to wrap it up for us today. So tune in with us next time as we continue our season four coverage with some hijinks on a pretty massive crawler. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com where you can watch all of our episodes, enjoy Colleen's book corner, and contact us through email and social media. And as always, keep telling other nerdy nights to come and join us. It really does help. 
You can also head over to ForgottenEntertainment.com, check out all the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast, where we examine different facets of the Star Wars canon and beyond, and are right ready to sink our teeth into the newly released Star Wars Visions. Mm, it's going to be good. Oh, that one's going to be good. <laughs> but until next time, keep those rocket launchers up and keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> Also, Flo, I have that meme for you. Thanks. <laughs> Already, Jesus. Yeah, right, you're fast. <laughs>